0: Well, hello, hello, hello everybody. Don't mind me I'm fixing my headset over here. Welcome to Video Land Express. I'm Block Talk Radio, the radio show hosted by you, host by Frankie B, Frankie Sign or just good old plain Frankie. Hello everybody. Today we are talking strictly about Star Wars. And I usually make announcements. I'm gonna skip all that. The only thing I'm gonna say is, um I put the address on video Video Land Express and Block Talk Radio. Um and that page itself on Block Talk Radio it has a description of what I talk about, and I put up um, our address of a blog. And basically that is dot If you have a hard time finding that, or go to our website, com, which I updated, or just Google everything. Just put VideoLine Express, Google it, and you'll find all the projects I'm working on. Uh, the only thing I'm going to mention is... Um, on Monday, I put up on the blog, I put up a picture uh, of hand Han Solo, Harrison Ford playing hand Solo, uh, with Ray. Uh, you know that scene when they're standing in front of the Falcon and Harrison Ford hand Solo gives her a gun. and says, you know how to use this gun? Well, the picture, somebody took a picture, uh, either Hollywood Reporter or Variety, and they took away the gun and they put an Oscar and Han Solo's <laughs> hand there. So she's looking at the Oscar. If you've know, if you seen the movie, of course you have. That's why you're to the show. Because there will be spoilers. But anyway, she's look, instead of looking at the gun, she's looking at the an Oscar. Anyway, I put that on Monday. And today I put up uh, a close-up of uh, BB-8 and Rey. Uh, and it's, that's going down as like the two favorites, at least for me it is. I mean, she's adorable, she's cute, and she's smart, she's intelligent, and she's a Jedi. Okay, I don't think she needs much training for Luke. Uh, and then of course BB8, and I I bought one of those little pop-up vinyls. They were, they're pretty pretty cool, like ten twelve bucks. And I got one uh, when I was back up in the city. I said, you know, let let you know I'm over here now in Puerto Rico with family. But anyway, I bought a, a about two months before it even came out. I, I bought a BB8, so that's part of my collection up in the studio up there in New York City. Uh, and he was adorable. Anyway, so um, on Monday's blog, uh, I put. I'm looking at it right now. Don't mind me if I pause for a second. I put up the the last interview with Mark Hamill I, I did back in 1992. He did a um, he was doing promotion for uh, Wing Commander on the PC. Wing Commander number four. He was promoting that. He was trying to push his film The Black Pearl uh, And he because he wrote the script and, he, and it came out as a comic book but he was trying to make it into a movie. He wanted to direct, to direct it and he never got the chance to do that. So that's an old archive. And yes, I'm wearing a real Dumb, punk, bitch haircut. I was in a punk band at the time. People ask me, what's happening with the music? There's a lot more announcements to be made on the next show, plus a lot of movie reviews, like I promised. Tonight, just for awakened. I just wanted to let you know about that interview um, that was back in 1992. So I posted all that on Monday. And then what I did was I extended Monday's blog into Tuesday. And so if you tune in, you will see uh, Wednesday's blog today. Uh, and memories I did that because something really freaky happened. First of all, Monday's box, box office uh, was not announced until Tuesday, uh, really late Tuesday, they got all the all the numbers in. And as it turned out, uh, it broke Spider-Man's record. Spider-Man Number Two, the biggest money maker, about forty million, and that it beat the record. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, what was it? The Spider-Man Two for the most money for that particular one day, it broke the record. This thing is breaking records, always. So far, nothing has come in for Tuesday. It'll probably be announced tomorrow and Thursday, just before you know Christmas, Christmas Eve. But anyway, uh, what happened was the Critics' Choice Awards. We're going to be talking more about the uh, the award show. Critics' Choice Awards. Um, FI, the American Film Institute, which I mentioned in the last show, they uh, announced that uh, movies of the year that they put that uh, Star Wars. Uh, along with um, Mad Max, The Martian, etc., and apparently the Critics' Choice Awards went back because Disney did not put a, a, a screen ahead of time. Somehow, if I saw the film, the critics, uh, the Critics' Choice Awards, the people on that panel did not get a chance to see a preview of it. And over the weekend, they got chances to do a preview. They all voted the film back in the top ten list. Okay, I'm going to go over that in a second. So. Um today's title is the fourth is with the Critic Choice Awards. So that was this thing is just taking over awards. This matter for Monday I put up a link of um, Variety magazine. It had a breakdown of all the records it has broken over the weekend and it's gonna break more records. At this point, this particular point is only a matter of what China's gonna do. It opened mostly worldwide. Only one or two, I think India, Greece, some other place, and then China. China's going to be the last stop January 9th. Now, remember, I said this in a couple of shows before. If Jurassic World, Jurassic World, I'm going to say J World from now on because every time I say Jurassic, I feel like it's Jurassic Park. It's an old habit of mine. Sorry about that. So I'm going to say J World from now on. J World hit number three. It was only $6 million away to take out Titanic in the box office domestically, US. And I still needed to like. Another couple hundred to take out Avatar. I don't think that's going to be a problem. It looks like it's going to clinch all-time U.S. Now, um, it was still about 100 million away to take out uh, Titanic internationally. J. Well to take out Titanic, okay. And then it needed like another 500 million to take out um, uh, Avatar. That's the one everybody's looking at. So we know it's going to be number one all-time over here. We know it's going to take out J-World internationally. Probably it's going to take out Titanic. But will it take out Avatar as an all-time? And the problem is the Star Wars movies never really did that good in China. Are they going to have a change of heart? China is going to be the clincher that's going to take out Avatar. Well, that's enough for box office. We're not gonna, I'm not going to be talking anymore about, about box office until uh, three weekends. Over here, we celebrate Christmas, New Year's, and Three Kings. Basically, Three Kings is another Christmas for the kitties. Uh, they get presents and Christmas, and they get presents and Three Kings. So the next three weekends is going to be Christmas this weekend. Next weekend will be New Year's, and the next weekend after that will be Three Kings, and that's when the movie's going to open in China, January 9th. That, same, that weekend of Three Kings So that week we're going to be talking about box office As everything else as far as the box office Whoever decides to open all these movies this weekend It's Forget it You know what Because um, I want to be talking more about Star Wars Let me do this right now I was going to save it this at the end of the show Because um, I'm going to continue more with Star Wars In the next episode Consider this one Chapter one Or part one um, Star Wars The Force Awakens The big review And that will be part two be next weekend, next Wednesday, excuse me, next week, next Wednesday before New Year's. And I'm going to continue with more plot points about the film. Let me just do this box office real quick. Uh, this weekend, okay. Um, what's opening? Joy, about the the girl who invented Miracle Mop. Um, I got in the back screening. Sucked. Uh, if they had a documentary on the Biography Channel, see that. Concussion with Will Smith. He was really, really good. If he gets a nomination for Best Actor, no problem with me. He was really good. Again, it plays more like a TV drama. Same thing like Joy. It's a joy. It said Joy was no Joy. It was boring. Uh, David Russell, he was, uh, it started like comedy. The guy said he was drama. His direction was all over the place. J.L. was good, but eh. Uh, wait for TV. Uh, two for Tuesday, maybe, in Netflix. Maybe, maybe. Red Bounce. i I would not see it again. I don't care if there's a um, you know me guys. Will you see it again? Maybe if the director's commentary uh and you get it for repacks right for a dollar? Sometimes they have like two for dollars specials sooner? No. Okay. Concussion, um would I see it again if I had um director's commentary. But he was really good. So you want to see Will Smith doing a, a Nigerian, African accent? Yeah, he pulls it out, though. Really good. And a good supporting cast. Uh, Stephen us um He was the vampire Bill and True Blood. He, he's in here. Um, uh, What's it? Uh, Avery Brooks. He played the father. Used to be a comedian. Now uh, he's a, a straight actor. He played uh, the father in Finding Nemo. He's the guy who helps uh, Will Smith out a lot and of course Alec Baldwin. Some people said, "Oh, his southern accent goes in and out." Doesn't matter. I thought he was really good. Concussion. Uh, I thought it was, um for me baseball movie let's go. Let's talk about sports real quick. My favorite football movie of all time is Longest Yard. Most sports movies do not translate good. This was more of a drama about him trying finding out how, how the football players get concussions, okay? Um and baseball Feel the Dreams, and Bang the Drum Slowly. Talking about Robert De Niro, who was in joy. He was a waste of time. A uh, Bang the Drum Slowly he was really good, uh, based on the true story of the Yankees, or Feel the Dreams. Sports movies usually don't good, but I gotta admit, I really got into concussion. Okay, uh, three out of five. The other two, real quick. Hateful Eight is only coming in on a couple movies. Revenant, only a couple movies. Um, Revenant is the, is the big movie to see. It's not opening a big time, but if it's opening in your city, L.A., New York, that's the one that's better than Hate for Eight. I would have to say, uh, apples and oranges, okay, on both movies. Uh Revenant is more visual. The Hate for Eight is more more for the ear, it's more audio because you know Tarantino is, and his monologues for crying out loud. But it was really good. And you know, Trivia, Kurt Russell, was gonna be and Fast and Furious number eight. Um, Kurt Russell, I mentioned him before. Um what you call it? He did the movie called The Thing, one of my favorite old time sci fi horror films. Okay? And that movie was based on that and Reservoir Webiza- 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 Dogs, excuse me. And so there's a lot of. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Tarantino did a screening on that for the cast for Hateful Eight. And you get the feel of it, believe it or not. And some of the music, believe it or not. And Ennio Maricione, the Italian composer. Some of the music that's in for Eight came from The Thing. He wrote a lot of extra music that was not used. He used it for the Hateful 48 and you can recognize the bit. So any fans out there for The Thing with Kurt Russell? Yes. I'm a huge fan. Got the DVD, Blu-ray. I'm waiting for the 4K version. But anyway, uh, definitely reckon, uh, recommend for Eight. Revenant is up to you. They're both good. Uh, I've each movie should have been cut 15 minutes. That's my only beef with that. Four out of five. Okay. Um, the other one, let's see the other one that came out. Um, oh, Daddy's Home. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Uh The last movie, The Good Cuff, sucked. I'm staying away from this one. Okay, that's enough for that. So, what, you, what you should you see this weekend? Simple as that. I uh, get some more reviews. That'll be the next show. Uh, what should you see? Go, go see Star Wars again. That's all I can say, okay? Now, as far as the Critics' Choice Awards, let's go through that real quick, uh, and then we're going to go into stuff. Like I said, it's going to be part one, part two. Anyway, real quick. Um, Critics' Choice Awards, and this is pretty much AFI, and this is pretty much, um, was it The Golden Globes? Golden Globes only chose five, okay? But they also included these films, and Critics' Choice Awards, let me say that list. The other, the other list I'll say for next week, okay? We'll be talking more and more about the uh, Oscars and all that the next week and the week after that before the world shows go on. But anyway, Critics Choice would put The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn and Carol. I saw both. Both boring. Sorry. Okay. Uh, 2 out of 5 for both. Th- these two movies should have been for TV Lifetime Channel. Good. Cut that out of the way. Mad Max Fury, you wrote The Martian, Revenant, Room, Um, I didn't see that one, that's depressing, two, two, two people kidnapped. I don't know if I want to spend two hours doing that. Spotlight is supposed to be uh, with Michael Keaton, the breakout role again for him. And, of course, the big short Big Short is the one about Wall Street. It's supposed to be drama and comedy. Uh, those two go, kind of go hand in hand. They're both going to get nominated for uh, screenwriting. Okay? The one they put on this top ten list, Saccario, overrated. No best picture, no best set, no, nada, nada. Okay? Zero. Sicario. It was okay. Two for Tuesday. You got nothing else playing on Redbox. You got nothing else playing on Netflix. Overrated film of the year. That's the one they should take out and put um, Star Wars. But instead, instead of ten nominations, they they bumped the list and they're gonna make it eleven nominations. The first time they ever did Critics Choice Awards. Now, Frank, what do you think about Star Wars? Was well, screw all this other bucket and all this other crap? Do you think it deserves to be a top ten? The reason I'm saying this. We're going to wait. if It's going to take out for Avatar. We're going to wait. It's going to get nominated for the Oscar for Best Picture, and it should. Now, if you saw my blog, you're going to go, in, wait a second, Frank. You, you had some really picky, well, call me no fart, okay? I, there's a T-shirt out there called I Was There. It's a great uh, T-shirt saying I was there in May 1977. I am very old school. I saw Star Wars before it was called The New Hope. George Lucas was not planning to do any uh, sequels because he didn't have the money. He lucky he got 20th Century Fox. Everybody knows that story. Alan Ladd Jr. His father was an actor. He played the cowboy, okay? And back in the 20s and 30s and all these uh, uh, you know movies on the silent screen. And then uh, there was you know westerns were very big back then. And his father Alan Ladd was a cowboy. Flash forward, Alan Ladd Jr. grew up in a movie studio set. So Lucas gave Alan Ladd Jr. In twenty centimeters, fox, the script, he said, Oh, I I recognize this script is cowboys and in Indians in out of space. Ka-ching, got it, fast forward. Um, so I saw back in nineteen seventy seven when I was a way wee high little youngster. But anyway, uh, yeah, I was a young manga so why can I tell you. But anyway, <laughs> uh the way I, I, I look at Force Awakens, okay, it is no Star Wars, it is no Empire Strikes Back. Ooh. But it's definitely no Phantom Menace trilogy. <sighs> this is kind of like the bastard child. Because what happened with J.J. J. Abrams, he had to please the old fans, which he did. And then at the same token, he had to move the, the movie forward. And set, this was a setup for the second and third part. So he was stuck in the middle with this. I consider this not really a Star Wars movie. That's why I kind of uh, nitpick it. I consider this a solo movie about Han Solo. This is his journey, not really hers. Because it kind of wraps up his journey. Okay, Himalaya finally got hooked up. They had a kid. Things went wrong. Luke disappeared. The son turned out to be a nasty, dark side, whatever. And uh, so, and Han Solo pays the price. Okay? I knew about... Um, hmm, I was going to say something else. Well, let me see. Uh, okay, I knew about the whole plot, basically. Okay, and that's why I was a little bit nitpicking, you know, that little thing, that little cameo with Luke Skywalker kind of pissing me off. I said, you know, and the, the thing that pissed me off is being the big Star Wars fan. Of course, I yes, I do look do uh, like Redundant uh, Jedi, even with the Ewoks. Is the thing was that it was always about the trilogy. Cap- okay, Captain Spock, excuse me, Captain Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, the three guys in Star Trek. The, you know the three the trio. That you got you got you like to see them in action. What well, this is was the same way. Han Solo, Leia and Luke. Of course Han Solo had che- Chewbacca. they had C Tripio, they had D2 and all that. Yeah, okay. But basically it was about them three. Okay. And we didn't get that. And that kinda of ticked me up because again I'm a hardcore fan from the original. I mean I remember seeing uh an Astor Plaza. Uh matter of fact when Return of the Jedi they had the the big premiere it was a Thursday night I was happened to be there and I forgot all about it. My friend told me, Hey, isn't having they having a the premiere tonight? Um forty fourth Broadway, Astor Plaza. Anybody remember the New York City? And sure enough, who comes out of the limousine? It was Mark Hamill. Hey Mark, good luck with the movie, thank you and you know, the red carpet and everything. Uh I met Mark Hamill about two three times. Okay, And the one time I was like, I interviewed him. But again, I'm very old school. And that's why I kind of nitpicked this. And though I do love this movie. And it's, up there, and it's up there with the original trilogy. It's up there. Meaning that it's not it's the, the minute trilogy is going to compare to this film. Okay? So if I'm being picky, I'm being an old fart. So don't mind me. Now, um, again, I'm going to continue this. Um, the plot points. Remember last show? I said that The thing... I know the butler did it. I knew all the plot points. How are they going to do it, though? Okay? And... I went with Millie and family to my next-door neighbors. I took them to, to, to the movies. We went there, a nice crowd. It was Saturday. It's my father put a picture of me holding tickets in front of the posters at the movie theater. And when we went in there, he went to get a, a soda of popcorn. They brought a, a big bucket of popcorn and it had Star Wars logo on it. I said, wow, in this theater? They usually don't even reserve that for the big expensive theaters in New York City and L.A. This little theater is a family theater, okay, small queen. But we went to the big screen. It's, a, it's multiplex. There's about uh, six of them. you have seen the pictures in my blog. I post them. Anyway, um, so it was playing the number one theater, the big theater. And, but still, they really don't go out of the way uh, with promotional things like this here. So we had a big-ass bucket, saying Star Wars, and she brought the daughter um, um soda that had the Star Wars logo. And you could buy a little figurine. Well, actually, you buy the soda. Especially in marked Star Wars soda, you get a little figurine. She put the Stormtrooper Storm on top. I said, man, that's pretty cool for this. And the audience got into it. I figured, well, you know, there's going to be a New York crowd. going to be a mother crowd. Then again, I go to the Regal Theater down by Wall Street area. Oh, excuse me, Ground Zero. And that audience is always quiet. Okay. Um, so I, I kind of looked out. This audience really got to it. And the reason I'm saying this, when kind of Ren, the one, yeah, those spoiled little Brad bad Punk bitch, who's got daddy issues, I did not like his character. When he took his mask off, and and, and don't forget, there's a Puerto Rican crowd, or an English crowd too. The movie was English, us um a Spanish subtitle. He took off his mask, and somebody said, I made a game fail. That's a girl who said that, okay? In translation, that man, how ugly. I thought he was totally miscast. Everybody said, oh, man, I'm driving. He made such a great villain. He sucked. He was so miscast on that. I couldn't get into it. So when he, you know, he knocks off Han Solo, I said, that's it? By this punk? Are you kidding me? That really pissed me off. First of all, the main problem I had with that is you don't know. They never met. We don't see the conflict. We see Darth Vader. The confrontation with Darth Vader with the end Luke, right? No, I am your father. Aha. And then we continue that with Return of the Jedi. When he tells the Emperor, Luke tells the Emperor, uh, I, he, I'm, I'm a Jedi, just like the, my father before me, and stuff like that. So we get to know them, the father-son conflict, okay? Especially in a place return of the Jedi. Over here, he said, well, you, you had a son, and uh, Luke trained him. He went to the dark side, Luke disappeared, and uh, he refused to acknowledge it. You got to face your son, and you face your son, you get killed. Story over, I thought that was the weakest part of the movie. That could have been handled so much better. Um, the other thing, uh, was look shows up in the last two minutes. What the hell is that about? Yeah, the poor thing is she's standing there. Hello, I'm handing you my lightsaber. Uh, can you, can you, will you go over here? I mean, I travel over, I travel in, with a fog with Chewbacca. In the middle of the friggin' ocean, you know, some dumb rock over here. I'm climbing over these hundred stairs over here. And you can come and get your lightsaber. I got to walk it over to you I hand it to you. Come on, give me a break here. You know what I'm saying? That's it. And he he didn't say anything. That's another thing. I said, remember the trailer? The the force is strong in the family. I have it, my father has it, and you have it. What happened to that? See? These are little things that I'm nitpicking. Want to be nitpicking? Okay. Maze. Lupita, she did the the CG as Maze uh, in charge of the cantina. Of course, we all know about the container again, another container scene. But that's okay. That's fun. That's always fun. That's another way to sell more action figures. But anyway, May said, oh, here's the lightsaber. And they asked her, where well, you get it? Oh, that's for another time. Translation. We're saving it for the sequel. C-2PO, you might not recognize me because I got a red arm. Uh, but that's for another time. <laughs> what are you putting this up for? <laughs> you leave this hanging. Okay. Um, why is Kylo Ring wearing a mask when well, he takes it? Apparently, he doesn't have asthma. He can breathe okay. Okay. And the biggest problem, Lord Sedaka, at the beginning with Max von Sydow. Who is he? He's important because he has connection to Luke. But we don't know anything about this character at the beginning of the movie. I, I believe that's his name, Lord Siddhaka. Um Max von Sydow. He's probably best known as playing Lord Ming and Flash Gordon. Remember the trivia? George Lucas wanted to do Flash Gordon. He couldn't get the rights. So he made his own Flash Gordon, which was called Star Wars. And it's kind of interesting that that Max Van Seidel from that movie, Flash Gordon. Anybody who's in, I mentioned Mark Ward, Ted, Ted II, the teddy bear, the cursing teddy bear. And uh, Sam Jones, who played uh, Flash Gordon. Yes. Okay. Now, um, so. Like, I knew the plot points already, but it didn't bother me. It's the way they were executed I said, that's the way Han Solo dies? That's it? That was kind of lame. You should have fought him a big fight. Now, when Rey fights Kylo Ren in the forest when it's snow, I like the, little, the, little idea, uh, the idea that Kylo Ren is using his power to get the lightsaber. I'm going, we may, dude, how about just walking over and picking it up since I'm being lazy and using the force? I thought that was kind of funny. But when she... She took the the laser out uh out of the snow. Gotcha. And she fights some See? that part is really cool. The Falcon at the beginning race flying it so cool. you uh, thought Pole died. No, he showed over with the X Wing fighters and tries the place. Great. It should have been more action scenes. And again, being spoiled. That's me. Okay. The cameos. Okay. Simon Pegg, remember he did a little thing on the on in the internet? Simon Pegg shows up and what is it? Simon Pegg um he played the junkyard guy. I said, okay, I just give you a couple of chinglings for this year, whatever they call. And and turned out to be Simon Pegg. Of course, the funniest, one of the funniest scenes in the movie. I said, uh, you will untie me. You will take the chains off and you will leave it open. Yes, I will untie you. And I will leave the chains open. And then the Stone Trooper will. And you would li- leave the gun behind. Yes, and I will leave the gun. And the Stone Trooper drops the gun. Everybody's cracking up in the audience. And of course, that was Daniel Craig, James Bond. Um... Okay, my other favorite little scene, uh, Ray, Finn, I thought he was great for my tag the block. I'm going to save him for the next... I'm going to talk about the actors in the next episode. Ray, Finn, um, they were both fantastic. My favorite was BB-8. Okay. The 10-year-old Mimi. With BB-8, she's saying, um, Ray said, okay, I need this part. I need that part. Which one? Which one? And then uh, Finn goes to BB-8 and says, listen, I I I need... I make I make a deal with you, and you tell me with the sound with the um, you know the solar system or whatever. If so I can tell her, be on my side. He and uh, he gives a thumbs up. Of the BB-8 comes up with like a little, like a little, I don't know, like a little cigarette lighter, and he flicks his thumb. <laughs> Everybody was cracking up. That was so cute and adorable. A lot of funny parts of this movie. A lot. I mean, um, Finn's character he was really funny. I like the way they kept that. Um, same before. Now, some people will say this is kind of a, a, a copy of the first one. Well, let there was a little bit of everything. Han Solo and I'm um, uh, meeting Kylo Ren on the grid as Empire Strikes Back. Okay, there was a couple of things for Jedi. I'll, I'll put it in the next episode. Um, but, for, for example, um, it's going to be J-World. You remember J-World? They had the SWAT team and the, uh, the T-Rex is camouflaged and all of a sudden they're, they're looking up in the wall in the control center and you hear boom, 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 boom. And when the T-Rex backs them, we go, bing, flat line, and stacking all them off. Wasn't that scene a ripoff of Aliens Number no. 2? Get away from all you bitch. Alien Number no. 2 is the Roni Weaver. Remember, the whole Marine Corps was under, underground and they're getting wiped out one by one. So, j Well ripped it off, okay? Okay. Um, and it found the beats of a lot of things and this was what JJ was trying to do repeat a lot of stuff from Empire Strikes Back and especially Star Wars. I found beats look at, um, uh, what God, Again, beat pop beat. Two schmucks on on the um, ground, and it's like a little riverbend. They see a snake, oh, I want cute kill a little thing. And the thing attaches itself to a snake and, and kills the guy. Uh, she's on the table trying to get a cesarean section. And the thing pops out of it. Looks like a little baby actor. Was kind of cute. And couldn't get into the scene. But of course, that was a reference to the Alien Number One, when the thing pops out of the guy. So that movie was following beats. And this thing was also following a lot of the beats of uh, of the first trilogy. Okay, you could tell JJ was a uh, uh, was a fan. I was afraid because he did that movie Super Eight, which I hated. I said, I hope it doesn't go there. And everybody still, you know, flipping over uh, Star Trek Star Wars now. Remember the last episode? I said I love Star Trek and Star Wars. Now, here's Simon Peg, who's in Star Trek, a Scotty, right? And he does a cameo over here, okay? And JJ did Star Trek, and now he's doing Star Wars. Now, he did, um, um, the first, was it, uh, I forget the name. Anyway, Into the Darkness, the last one, which was a remake of Khan. A lot of people were still 50-50 on 50 that, you know. They kind of ripped up the story, okay. But he did a great job with the first one we were in the Roman's okay. So in sci-fi, he was good. Saying, Well, if he did that, he's got his good in good hands. Of course, Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, it was all in good hands. So, um, and one last note, um, the guy who did the original beeps about Tordi detail that's the other thing. He shows up at the end. What the hell was that about? All of a sudden, he wakes up and they find out that maybe looks around after all. Okay. Um, the guy who did that, he did the beeps, and his name was Dennis Cullen. He was one of the main programmers of the AR- ARP synthesizer back in the 70s. I'll be talking more about that in the next episode. I'll be talking more, more about the music that I'm making. Um, and that's one of the instruments. He just passed away. He was in charge of um, doing the voices, those bleep bleeps and the D too. And he did that. So on that ARP uh, sentence, I I forget to put that article up. I remind myself, put that article up. Okay, everybody, I took a, 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 a lot about the plot points and everything because I screwed up with um, James Bond. I didn't talk enough about James Bond and what happened. The movie came out, it didn't do all that good. 800 million. Star Wars in one week is going to pass 800 million this weekend. James Bond barely made 800 million in two months. So, what does that tell you? Okay, so as it turned out, well, I waited too long to talk about Spectre, and nobody cares. I waited too long. That's why I'm jumping at this one here. In the next episode, I'll be going more details about uh, The Force Awakens. I'll be talking more about the actors, and I'll, be, okay. and I'll be talking about about the awards. Sorry I feel rushed, but I had to squeeze about uh, one-hour information in And uh have Everybody, thanks for tuning in. And next week, another show. Thank you.